I love Baptism Sunday. I think there's something super, like, it just, just gets me, man. Ah, I love it. And I'm so proud of all of them that got baptized. And Herb, it was, it was an honor to see you get baptized today. Like, that was an honor. So, wow. Okay. Well, everyone, I'm the crier. I'm the emotional one. Um, yeah, no. So, you know, honestly, there have been so many new faces over the past few months that I, I just wanted to introduce myself. Um, my name's Kim, and I am um, I'm on the team here. I'm one of the pastors here. I've been here alongside Ryan and Kate and Andy for the last 12 and a half years. And uh, I have my hand in a lot of things. Um, I lead a lot of things and, and get to do all kinds of fun stuff. I, it's the call of my life. I love it. Um, but I will tell you that what I'm doing today is the greatest passion of my life. It is to teach the word of God. It's to teach about the relationship that we have with Jesus and the intimacy that we get to have with Holy Spirit and what it looks like to live in relationship with him and the craziness of the world that we're facing. That is the greatest desire that I have. And when we come to know Jesus, we know that everything changes. Our lives take a different direction than the way that they were going before. We start to have different dreams and desires than we did before we knew Jesus because our dreams and desires start to turn to his dreams and desires and what he has for us. And we get to start partnering with him in this life instead of doing it on our own and trying to figure things out on our own. When we come to know Jesus, we immediately receive the promised gift of the Holy Spirit. He comes and he resides in us. He's our constant companion. He's our guide, our advocate. He's the revealer of truth. If you ever need to know what truth is, you just seek Holy Spirit and he's gonna tell you. He's our comforter. He's our lover. He is the one that is with us at all times. And we receive him when we ask Jesus to come into our life. And I talked about this a little over a month ago, but when we come to receive Jesus and the Holy Spirit, we have the opportunity then to build relationship with him. And we, we talk about intimacy where we're talking about that intimate relationship with Holy Spirit where we open up our lives to him. We get to spend time with him. We get to know his voice. We get to hear from him. We get to walk in step with him. You don't have to do this life alone. He is with you. He wants to, to know you. He wants to walk with you. He wants to partner with you in life. And we get to activate the gifts of the Holy Spirit as well in our lives. Those are not just for biblical times. Those are for now. Those are for today. We get to see the supernatural take place here on earth as we partner with Holy Spirit. The gifts are like gifts of prophecy, words of knowledge, gift of wisdom, gift of healing, gift of tongues. You know, I was teaching the junior hires about a month ago and I was like, who doesn't love gifts? And they were all like, I love gifts, I love gifts. And I got to teach them about the gifts of the spirit. It was the most incredible moment of my life. It was to see these junior hires jumping up and saying, I want the Holy Spirit in my life. I wanna be activated in the gifts of the spirit in my life. I was bawling, you guys. I left like youth group that night, just a wreck. Because I thought, man, God, you're moving in these young kids. It's not just about us older people having the Holy Spirit. They have the same Holy Spirit. So that was incredible. But so we're gonna continue in Acts 5 today and we're gonna talk about the apostles that 
said yes to believing in Jesus. Drew and, and Ryan, Ryan started us in Acts 5, and then Drew uh, was a little bit in there, and then I get to finish it out today. And so if you guys want to turn to Acts 5, um, we're going to talk, but we're going to talk about the apostles who said yes to believing in Jesus. They believed that he was the son of, uh, son of God. They believed that he died on the cross and that he rose from the dead three days later. These were guys that were in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. The day of Pentecost was the day when Holy Spirit uh, fell upon them and they received the Holy Spirit immediately. This is the, the, the promise that the father gave them was to wait in Jerusalem and when they do wait in Jerusalem, then the Holy Spirit was going to come. It was the promised gift from the Father. And so these, these people, they waited in the upper room, 120 of them. They waited and they prayed and they spent time with each other, praying together. And the Holy Spirit fell upon them. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. But this is an amazing moment where these people that were in that room, they were never the same again. Their whole life was changed from that day on. They were set apart. Something was different about them. They saw things differently. Their eyes were opened to how the Lord sees things. We see in human eyes until we meet the Holy Spirit and then we get to see what he sees. Then we get to experience the world as he sees the world. Their eyes were opened and they, they had the fullness of the Holy Spirit in them. And they started telling everybody about Jesus and they started to see people get healed and set free. It was incredible. They believed Jesus when he said to them in John 14, 12, very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing and they will do even greater than these because I'm going to the Father. See, Jesus knew when he sent Holy Spirit to us that we would do even greater things than Jesus did on the earth. That's incredible. And I shared this last time. It's like my favorite story in the whole Bible. I love Acts 3, and I got to preach on it a couple weeks ago. But see, there was Peter and John who were in the upper room. It's the apostles that we're talking about here. And they're going about their normal life. They're walking to the temple to pray that afternoon, and their eyes are open to what God sees. And they see somebody that they have probably passed by a hundred million times. And that day, they couldn't pass by him because they knew what they carried. They knew they had Holy Spirit in them and they knew that what this guy wanted was money, but God had something better for him. And so they went and they, they prayed for him and he, he was healed instantly. He was lame for 40 years and he was healed instantly. See, that wasn't just for Bible times. We can actually see that kind of stuff today with our eyes open, paying attention to what the Lord's doing. They knew what they carried. They knew that they were walking with Holy Spirit and the fullness of him was in them. And they just couldn't go about life as they used to. Can you go about life as you used to? Or are you filled with the spirit and are you walking in the gifts and are you actually seeing the supernatural take place in your life? These guys, they weren't gonna let anything stop them from telling people of who Jesus was and seeing people get healed and set free. So we're gonna pick up in Acts 5 today in verse 17. Then it says this, then the high priest and all his associates who were members of the party of Sadducees were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people all about this new life. We were talking about this new life today. 
when people were getting baptized, they were leaving the old behind and they were walking into the new life. So verse 21, at daybreak, they entered the temple courts and as they had been told and began to teach the people. When the high priest and his associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of Israel, and they sent the jail, sent to the jail for the apostles. But on arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them there. So they went back and reported, we found the jail securely locked and the guards standing at the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. And on hearing this report, the camp captain of the temple guard and his chief priests were at a loss, wondering what this might lead to. Then someone came and said, look, the men that you put in jail are standing in the temple courts teaching the people. And at that, the camp captain went with his officers and brought the apostles. And they did not use force because they feared that the people would stone them. The apostles were brought in and made appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, he said, you have filled Jerusalem with your teachings and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. So these guys, they're completely changed by their relationship with the Lord. And they, there's nothing that's gonna stop them from talking about him. There's nothing that's gonna stop them from teaching the name of Jesus and seeing people get healed and set free. See, they're not gonna stop. They are excited about what God's doing in them and they're excited about what God's doing in Jerusalem at that moment. People are coming to Jerusalem because they want to know, they want to see, they've been hearing about it and they're excited. And they, it says what Drew was preaching right before this, it was like Peter's shadow even passed people and people were getting healed. He didn't even have to lay hands on them. That's crazy that God can work like that, but he can. So the high priest and his guys, they're all freaking out. They don't know what to do. So, hey, let's put them in jail. Like, I guess that's what we're going to do. We're going to stop them by that way. And then while, the jail, while they're in jail, God sends an angel. Of course he does. He sends an angel and he busts them out of jail. And he's like, hey, go to the temple courts and do what you were doing. Keep telling them about Jesus. See, this new life that they're talking about that Jesus is saying, you know, God's telling them to, to, to teach about, it's available for us today. This new life, it's what happens when you come to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. This new life, it's what, comes, what happens when you receive the Holy Spirit. And this new life comes when you're activated in the gifts and you're walking in the supernatural, partnered with Holy Spirit. See, these guys couldn't do anything that they used to because they were changed. They had encountered the living God and they didn't want that life anymore. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and they were, they were walking in obedience of what he was saying. So they get thrown into jail and what God does is like, nope, that's not my plan. He gets them out and says, go tell the world what you know. Do you know that we're not different than these guys? Yeah, we might live in a different world, right? Their world's a lot different than ours, was, ours is. But if you know Jesus, you know the same Jesus that they did. And if you know the Holy Spirit and you're filled with the Spirit, you have the same Holy Spirit in you that they did. The question I want to ask you, though, is have you experienced this new life and how has it changed you? The high priest, he didn't want the name of Jesus to be taught in Jerusalem because he was being accused of killing Jesus. And he was like, we got to shut this down. He did not like this. So he wanted to shut it down. And this was their response. Verse 29, Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than human beings. 
The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. We are witnesses of these things and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. We must obey God rather than human beings. Well, heck yeah. He just busted him out of jail with an angel. You would think that you would see that and go, well, yeah, I'm following God. Like, that's crazy. But I'll tell you a story. This is not so, so great. But I, you would think that, that I would do the same thing. I would say, yes, I would do the same thing. If I saw an angel and he busted me out of jail, I would totally just start following after the Lord and do what he says. But when I was about 20 years old, I told this story a couple years ago, so forgive me if you've heard it before. But when I was about 20 years old, I was in a relationship with a guy that did not want anything to do with Jesus. And so I just was like, okay, cool. Well, I want to be in this relationship. And so I, you know, I stopped going to church and just, I just didn't want anything to do with it because I wanted to be in a relationship. I wanted to be loved. And I think that's what everybody wants, right? So I thought, well, I finally found it. So this is what I'm doing. And I, um, me and this guy, we had gone to go get groceries one day. And we were coming back to his house and um, there's an entryway and then there's the front door. And I have bags of groceries in my, in my hands and I'm walking in front of him and we're talking and laughing about something when I physically hit the presence of the Holy Spirit. And the only reason why I know that is because there was a mist of like, it was like I walked into a cloud and my spirit knew it was God because I knew him. I had always known him. And I had this encounter with him in that moment where all, it just brought me to my knees and I heard God's voice. I, I, I feel like it shattered like the windows, like it was shaking the house. It was so loud. And he said, Kim, get out of this relationship now or it's going to hurt you worse later. And I was a bawling mess in that little entryway. And my boyfriend did not hear anything. He did not feel anything. He thought I was a little crazy, which I thought I was a little crazy, but I knew it was God. My spirit knew him. And I experienced this encounter with God that you would think would move me in the direction that he was asking me to go, right? You would think, okay, yes, I should get out of this relationship. You guys, I was a very stubborn 20-year-old and I didn't do that. And two weeks later, my heart was completely crushed. Something devastating happened to me and it took me about four and a half years to really get over that. It was devastating. And I thought from that moment on, God, I will never disobey you again. You sent your presence to meet me and I disobeyed. I was grieved, but you know what? God's like, I'll do it again. I love you so much, I'll do it again. And so I get the opportunity every day to follow his leading, to listen to his voice and to move out just like these guys did. See, these guys, they, they knew what to do. They knew that God had given them assignment and nothing was gonna stop them from doing it. Nothing. They weren't just apostles that knew Jesus. They were apostles that were filled with God's spirit. And because of their relationship with the Lord, they were not gonna do anything except for what he told them to do. In order to know what the Lord is asking us and leading us to do, it requires us cultivating a relationship with him spending time with him, knowing his voice and moving in obedience when he speaks to us. It takes us surrendering our lives to him. 
being connected and in sync with him, that we can't do anything but follow him. He wants to partner with us. He loves us so much. This is the opportunity that we get here on earth. We don't have to wait for heaven to have this kind of relationship. He wants it for us right here and now. So they say we must obey God rather than human beings. So in verse 33, let's pick that up. It says, when they heard this, they were furious and wanted to put them to death. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, who was honored by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered that the man, men be put outside for a little while. Then he addressed the Sanhedrin, men of Israel, considering carefully what you intend to do with these men. Consider carefully what you intend to do with these men. Some time ago, Thaddeus, or Thetis, appeared claiming to be somebody and about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed and, it, um, he was killed and all of his followers, followers were dispersed. And it all came to nothing. And after him, Judas the Galilean appeared in the days of the census and led a band of people in revolt. He too was killed and all of his followers were shattered, scattered. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone, let them go. For if their purpose or activity of, is of human origin, it will fail. But if it comes from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. Come on. His speech persuaded them and they called the apostles in and had them flogged and then ordered them not to speak the name of Jesus and let them go. See, this guy, he, he I'm not sure if he totally understood the power of God. I'm not really sure if he totally understood what he was talking about here, but he did get them to change their mind and to, to let these guys go. He did convince them to release them. And he was very correct in saying, listen, you're, you're not gonna be able to stop the, from them from moving if God's in this. You're not gonna be able to stop what's going on if God's really in this. You're actually gonna be fighting against God. And I just say, let's let this, see, let's, let's let this happen and, and see what happens. You know, let's let it go. Let's, I don't want to fight God. Do you want to fight God? Right? He's freaked out. He knows that God is bigger than what they can do. And so the apostles, they're following the direction and the instruction of the Lord, and they're, gonna, they're not stopping at what they're doing. And so then it goes to verse 41. The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name day after day in the temple courts and from the house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news of Jesus, the Messiah. So again, I will say that, you know, our world may look a little different than it did back then, but we serve the same Jesus and we're filled with the same Holy Spirit and we get to move out and share this new life just as they did. We get to impact this world in a way that no one else can impact it. We're set apart because we know him. But we got to take account of our lives and actually say, am I doing what he's calling me to do? Am I set apart or am I going along with everything? What does this look like for us? Well, first, you got to ask yourself the question, do you know Jesus? Have you asked him into your life? Do you know him as your personal Lord and Savior? If you don't, I'm going to give you an opportunity in a minute. And if you do, are you filled with the Holy Spirit and activated in the gifts of the Spirit? He has this for you. Not one of us has to wait around or, or you know, you're not good enough to receive that. Heck no. 
We all get to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and we all get to uh, receive the gifts of the Spirit. And listen, I don't know what Holy Spirit's gonna ask you to do. I don't know what he wants to partner with you in, but what I do know is that he wants to encounter your heart. He wants you fully alive and he wants you to live a life that reflects this new life that you've been given. And that doesn't mean that you're gonna have to go out into the streets and teach Jesus like these guys did. But what if he asked you to do that? You know, he's gonna work with your personality and your desires and your location and, and the, like where you were, what family you were born into, all the things. He knows all the details of your life. And he's asking for a personal relationship with you where he gets to direct your steps and say, hey, will you go? Will you do what I'm asking you to do? Will you see things the way that I see them? I want to show up in a huge way for this person, but it's going to take me and you partnering together. Are you going to go? Like, that's us. That's what we get to do. He has an opportunity for every day for us to share his goodness and his love with others. Every single day. It might be sharing Jesus with a coworker or praying for someone that you see needs healing as you're in a store or walking down the road. You know, it might be joining a gym and building relationships there. I'll tell you, our gym, that's what's happened. It's crazy what God's been doing in our gym just because we've been walking in there and building relationships and we're seeing people come to know Jesus and we're seeing people get healed because of it. I don't know what he's gonna ask you to do. You're very specific to where you're at and what you're doing. But we get to partner with him and there's nothing stopping God from moving in and through your life except for you. There's nothing stopping God from moving in and through your life except for you. I remember years ago, we, were, we had a leadership school um, at our old building and um, I had a couple students with me and we were at Costco buying some supplies for a retreat that we were going to. And uh, one of the guys that was with me, uh, he, he was helping me push the cart and he's like, I'll be right back. And all of a sudden I see him go over to this woman in the food court and she has a brace on her neck. And I thought, man, he's so bold. Actually, I thought, hmm, he must know her. <laughs> he must know her. He didn't know her. He goes over and he asks her, what's going on? What happened with your neck? And then he says, you know, I know Jesus. And I just felt like he asked me to come over here and pray for you. And I just thought, man, to be so bold to do that. But that's what he does. That's who he is. God loves his personality. He loves his boldness. And he just gets excited when he says yes to him. And I have no idea what happened with that woman, except for she met God that day, right? Something happened to her that she encountered God that day. And it says in Galatians 5.25, since we live by the Spirit, let's keep in step with the Spirit. See, he was being led by the Spirit that day. And you're saying, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. I, if I go talk to somebody I don't know, I mean, that just scares me. Well, what if he asks you to do it? See, if we're filled with the Spirit and we're seeing him move in the supernatural in our lives and around us, you're not gonna wanna do anything else but that. Like that excited me. At first, I was a little scared, Okay. But now it's like, it excites me. I want to partner with God and I want to see him show up. About 20 years ago, I, uh, I was a youth pastor, but I also worked at a beer distributor full-time. And uh, 
I, I, I was just volunteering as a youth pastor, but I was working in this office. I was running um, the whole place and I, and I had this assistant and she didn't know Jesus and she didn't know anything about Jesus. And um, she had been working there for quite a while, like or probably a couple months or so. And we just started talking, you know, every day we were in relationship. And I, I don't know that I ever said Jesus I know that she knew I worked at a church, but I, I, I don't know that I ever was like, hey, you should come to know Jesus or anything like that. I didn't do that. I just began a relationship with her. And there was one day that I, I remember sitting there and I was helping with this, um, this like thing that night at the church and I invited her to it because the Holy Spirit told me to. And I was like, I don't know if I, this is gonna make it weird between us, but okay, I'll just ask her. And so she shows up. She's like, yeah, I'll go with you. And I was like, I was shocked that she would go, but she trusted me because I had a relationship with her, right? We have to build relationships with people and they come to know Jesus because of it. It wasn't about me preaching Jesus to her every day and telling her she's not going to heaven if she doesn't know him. It was me knowing her. And so as I got to know her and as I got to share life with her, she comes to this event and she gets to know Jesus. She gives her life to Jesus and then she gets so excited that she goes and she gets her husband. They come to church the next week and he gets saved. It was one of those moments that I think, man, it was that easy, God? And he was like, yeah, just know people, just be friends. Trust me, I've got this. Right? I just know that God wants to move through us and we cannot sit back anymore. We have access to the living God. Holy Spirit resides in us when we come to know Jesus. And we have full access to all the gifts of the Spirit. And if you wanna know more about the gifts of the Spirit, just come talk to me, because I love teaching about that. But I will tell you, when you start activating those gifts in your life, you will see the supernatural take place. You will see miracles happen. You will see people get set free. You will see people come to know Jesus. So I'm gonna ask you guys again. I'm gonna ask one, I'm gonna ask you to stand up. And I'm gonna ask you to close your eyes for a second. And I just wanna give a moment for everyone. And I'm gonna ask you a question and then I want you to raise your hand if, if this is what you want. But do you know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? And if you don't and you're like, what is this new life you're talking about? I want this. I'm gonna ask that you be bold right now. Everybody's eyes closed. I'm just gonna ask that you would raise your hand. And if you do know Jesus, I'm gonna ask you, are you filled with the Spirit? Do you have the fullness of the Spirit in you? Have you been in a relationship with Him? Do you talk with Him? Do you move with Him? If you want that, I'm gonna ask that you would raise your hand right now. All right. And if you've been filled with the Spirit, but you've never activated the gifts of the Spirit in your life, you've never actually received all that the Holy Spirit wants to give you and you want these gifts in your life, I'm gonna ask that you raise your hand right now. Yeah. Come on, God. All right, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
We thank you that you are alive and active in our lives. We thank you that you reside in us, Holy Spirit, when we say yes to you, Jesus. We thank you that we get to receive all the gifts of the Spirit and we get to move out in the supernatural when we're partnered with you. And so God, I just pray over all of these people here that have said, I want to know Jesus. You might not have raised your hand. And if that's, if that's you and you want to pray with somebody afterwards, we'll have people available. But I just pray, Jesus, that you keep moving on their hearts so they come to know you. You are the best relationship that we'll ever have. And so we just ask God that you move on their hearts to know you. And for those of you that are asking to be filled with the Spirit, I just pray of a filling right now in the name of Jesus that you be filled with the Spirit fully, that there's nothing lacking in you that you have the fullness of him in you and that you will start walking in intimacy and, and join him in what he is doing in your life. And for those of you that want to activate the gifts of the spirit, I just pray God activate that right now in the name of Jesus. I ask that those gifts would come alive in their lives, Jesus, and that they would see the supernatural take place throughout their days. God, that they would begin to receive prophecy and words of wisdom and they'd receive the gift of tongues and they would see you moving in their lives, God, and that they would never be the same because of what they are filled with. We thank you, God, that you are such a kind, personal God that is with us and that you want to move through our lives. And so we say yes to you right now. We don't want to be the same. We want to let people know about this new life in us. We want to let people know about this love that you have for us. And we want to see people healed and set free and coming to know you in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, God. If you're one of those people that I asked to be praying for people, can you guys come forward? I'm just going to have you guys on the sides. And I just felt like as I was preparing this message this week, I feel like there's some of you that you're like, I need prayer. One, I need healing. Maybe there's physical healing that you need, or you want to stand in proxy for someone else. I would ask that you would come forward and get prayed for. Or maybe you're somebody that's like, I, I, I am one of those people that doesn't know Jesus. It's okay. You can come forward and talk to one of these people. They are ready to pray with you to receive Jesus. Maybe you want to, to know more about the gifts of the spirit and you just want to be prayed for that those would be activated in your life. Come and pray with them. They are so excited. They've been waiting to pray with you all week long. Okay, and maybe you're somebody where you saw people getting baptized today and you were like, I'm supposed to do that. It says in Acts 2.38, Peter said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. If you have not been baptized, we wanna baptize you if you want to be baptized. Okay, if, if you've been baptized before, I was thinking about this during worship. You know, I, I led a life with Jesus and I got baptized when I was a kid, but then I chose my own way for about five years. And I just said, I don't care, Jesus. I don't want to know you. I'm gonna do my own thing. And I remember being in a service. I was 22 years old. It was right before I came into ministry, but I was 22 years old and I remember, I remember going, man, I've made a mess of my life and I turned my back on you. And I'm so sorry I did that. And I'm going to choose to follow you from this day forward. And so I got rebaptized, and I was in a white dress. It was ridiculous. Luckily, they had towels because it was just crazy. But I'm telling you right now, like, if you're ready to declare that you're going to follow God and be filled with the Spirit, I want you to go over there. Ryan's going to meet you. Ryan and Kate are going to be over there, and they're going to be ready to baptize you. Okay? Do not leave this place. Do not leave this place old. 
<laughs> Leave this place with a new life, okay? All right, have a wonderful day. We love you. Come get prayer. We're with you. All right.